Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful staff kicks. First, Mr. Moshko. Hey, everybody. Can I kick it? Yes. Yes, you can. I was able to say it this week. I've been told multiple times that's what that's what he does. And then there's features. Hello, Internet. And then Buzz is back like he is every Ooh. Halloween, and I love it. It's like the best <laughs> tradition of the show. Crawled it's, out. Uh, it's perfect. It, 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 he crawls out. <laughs> out of the crypts. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's perfect. That's perfect. Little, little, little living corpse reference right at the beginning. Let's just hey. get that in there right off the bat. Um, any, we're taking advantage of October. Anything, um, <laughs> anything on that front? I mean, that's not what we were going to talk about. If you have all these horror things to talk about today, if we're going to have the oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Baron Buzz on, but um, <laughs> anything living corpse wise? Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll be at Baltimore Comic Con this Friday, awesome. and then uh, on Halloween, I should be. We should be dropping this new shoe. Told <laughs> you about shoe. It's so uh, awesome. Wait, yeah, is that a, it's awesome. so fireman? The, Yo. You have like okay, when you when you created Living Corpse, did you ever think you would have a shoe? <laughs> you know what? My son Gage my, my son Gage got into shoes and I've been kind of struggling to keep up with it all. And then I met a friend I have a friend that I've known for years who's doing them. He started his own brand called Tenta out of Key West, Florida. He's another tattoo artist named Steve Martin Jr. No relation. <laughs> but uh we collabed on it. He was like pitching me the idea. He had done one already. And it, the quality was so high, I was like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, if it was like a lower end quality, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. But the quality was like spot on to what you're seeing in the market that the collectors and the kids that are in the shoes are into. So it was a unique opportunity to do like a limited run of something that would just be fun that we've never done before. So we dove in on it. So now you have a skateboard and a skate shoe. That's <laughs> you got the yeah. You just get some knee pads. I don't know, man. I just you know, <laughs> I'm just making all the stuff that I would want to make. You know what I mean? If I could, and now I can because I'm an adult. So. <laughs> um. So and they're they're dropping soon, or what's the deal with that? Like, how does how does someone get on? Yeah, on we should that? have a yeah. We have a pre-order coming out. We're gonna we're launching our new store, BelievingCorpse.com, on Halloween this year. Um, with COVID and cons and travel, and we're busier than we've used to be as freelance artists. So the store is where the shoe will be, and a lot of the stuff that we make will be there as well for people. So, and everyone's on their phones now, so it's easier to do absolutely. that. Quick question. How many colorways is the shoe going to come in? It's got like four variants on the string, shoe string itself, but the what I showed you guys on camera is the color of it now. Nice. But it'll have like a gray or a green and a light blue. Uh, string you can do i don't want to rip the insults out or anything but if you go to livingcorpse.com you'll get a better like close-up of uh the print on the inner sole we put the corpse on the left foot because i'm left-handed and uh we put mac hex the character created by david michelini yeah we put that on the right shoe and um ironically tenta's logo is a tentacle (laughs) and uh in in the story where hex and 
Hex and Corpse team up and fight. They fight Cthulhu, who's got tentacles. So it was like a really, it was just ironic how that worked out. But we're pretty excited that's about so, it. That's, that's the that's coolest cool. thing. That's so cool. All right. All right. So there obviously we have to talk about Black Adam. 100% that has to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. that, and, you know, the, the, it, it is what it is. That is that is what the internet's talking about. 100% we have to talk about Black Adam. But with with Buzz here, it's always it's always good to jump into the the realm of horror. So because none of us know as much as we all think we do and we get schooled by Buzz <laughs> regularly. So that's uh that's it's the best reason. So we got the new Hellraiser movie. Definitely want to talk about that. We have to bring I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't I don't know if, who listened last week, but uh, we'll, we'll go through Halloween ends again. <laughs> um, and then we have to talk about Werewolf by Night, and we have to talk about um, about the monsters. So we have a lot of things to go over. But before we jump into that, before we decided to record today, of course Marvel dropped something new. And usually we are a week late to these things, but for mm-hmm. some reason this week we're spot on. And that was the new Ant-Man and um, the Wasp trailer, the Quantumanium trailer. Quant- that just yep. dropped. Mm-hmm. And not... And it not only did it drop, it's not the leak. So the no, leak trailer that's been out for a while, this is this is a different trailer, which is which is awesome. So uh, f- before we even get into the details of it, are you guys excited for Quantumadium? Let's start with Buzz. Like, do, are you like, does the Ant Man yeah. trilogy does that excite you? I'm a big Paul Rudd fan, mm-hmm. and I think he's doing a good job. You know what I mean? And it's a character that's still getting its due. It's still still having fun with it. Um, it doesn't seem like stale to me yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what's next, you know? And it's, it's more Avenger stuff, you know, and that's done its thing. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of you guys, but I- I'm excited about it because, you know, we're going to that quantum realm that the, inf- the potentials are infinite now. So just tell me a good story. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, let's see what we got. Mm-hmm. I, did you, did you do the whole, what was it the microverse and all that? Were you into that aspect of it? I never really got into that side of Marvel. Wasn't that where like, what's the power that comes from there? The captain universe's power or something. Doesn't that originate there in the macroverse or something? I actually, it's been, I'm actually not, from, not that, that familiar. Maybe I'm a little rusty on it, but I, I just know that like when you start to get into the multi multiverse stuff, like it's, it's like the same thing with the success behind the, what if like the potentials are there. Mm-hmm to tell these good stories in a new way and a, but a good story in a new way, you know, or expanding on something. So I'm excited about to see where they go. You know, I have to do some research and catch up on, on some of those old stories, but yeah, I mean, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, wow, like who knows what any of this is? You know what I mean? Like this could be really cool. Maybe you don't, to be fair. I mean, there's so many aspects (laughs) of Marvel comics that are just like, and then the movies do them right. But, the comic mm-hmm. is yeah. a little, and it's 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 few and far between. But I have a thing feeling that the was it the micronauts? What the it hell was, were they? There was a whole micronauts, was that yeah, who the, were from the micronauts. There's all there's so much stuff. I didn't like them. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the comics, man, it's a you got to look at it from the create when they're the people who make them. They're doing anything they can to get you to pick the book mm-hmm. up. <laughs> they got to just throw it at the wall, and if it sticks, and you bought it, they're going to do ten yep, of those. Absolutely, and that's why we and that's why we get all this stuff. I mean, I think that's the spirit of the variant cover essentially is, well, what if this person did it? You know what I mean? So comics have always sort of run like that, you know, you know, like, uh, what is it? Um, com- composite Superman or whatever, <laughs> where it's like half Batman has Superman. It's like, what, what are you talking about? No, he's you know half I mean? Batman. They do it? Like legitimately. Like yeah, 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 half yeah. of it. My bad. <laughs> B comes before S in the alphabet. Um, but that's what they do. They just do these weird things, and then they either work or they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sure when they created Bizarro, 
it was like what or halloween but it actually 3, is but a we'll cool talk character. about that <laughs> <laughs> that's my one takeaway from last year Shot, n- shots on me <laughs> <laughs> all right moshko are you are you in are you in on Quantum i'll tell you Man? what after <laughs> this is a little foreshadowing here um after a very underwhelming movie i saw on friday and as wow. I was Even trying to, like, ke- wow, <laughs> that was so bad. As I was trying to keep up with the Targaryens last night, uh, <laughs> wasn't a lot going on this weekend. So when I saw the trailer, I thought, yeah. I mean, it looks beautiful. The CGI yes. in the trailer at least looks really good and makes it look as if you're somewhere very odd. Uh, so we'll, I'll we'll tell you what. See, I have a feeling they're gonna Thor me, and they're gonna make me like Kang. Like yeah. I've, I'm notorious on this show for saying that I did not like Thor until the Chris Hemsworth movies. I, I didn't really care for Thor, and now I actually like in an Avengers book. I I will read his panels with passion. Yeah, I, I kind of don't. <laughs> I don't like how they like how they started off though, where Cassie just kind of screws up something, and now everything's a mess because of what well, she did. Remember, sure he we'll got out, out of the quantum realm by a rat. So, I mean, they've yeah. stepped it up from there. <laughs> if he's going to go back yeah. and it's not a rodent, we've already, that's a win. That's a win right there. No, you're not a fan of that, Buzz? <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, what about you, Feach? Like synchronicity or coincidence? You into uh, it, Feach? I'm, I'm into it. The Ant-Man trailers always, they kind of get me, but not too much. But because I've seen like the first two, I the trilogy, I, I, I couldn't imagine it being bad. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with Kang. I, again, he's not a villain that I'm I care for much because I think after this Kang. we will. And I think Maybe. that's the point. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's the point. He's a convoluted mess of a character that I've never liked. I have a feeling I'm gonna like him now. I have a feeling John of the Majors is I'll gonna tell you do what. That. Yeah. Did you watch Lovecraft Country? Uh, I saw I, the first five episodes, and it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. There's no reason that I didn't. He's an amazing. He's, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. No wonder Marvel snagged him right away. And apparently, I, mean, I can't wait to see the. He carry that. You apparently, know? he's just the the different variations that they already have him on film are wildly different. So, like I, the Council of Kangs, that okay. I'm sure we're going to get to, mm-hmm. is probably going to be pretty yeah. cool and a really test of an actor. So it'll be interesting to see. Sure. It's like Thanos was an, was a was a stretch for uh, Josh Brolin, but I have a feeling Kang is a much yeah. bigger stretch for Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to get Shakespearean acting. Absolutely. You know what I, mean? I hope that, so. That, that, that guy is incredible in Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was like mad and sad they got him at the same time because I wanted more Lovecraft Country. <laughs> he's, he's the reason yeah. why I want to now um, see Creed 3 or whatever yes. number they're on right now. Cause he's, it's, th- it's 3. Ooh, he looks incredible in that movie. Trailer, well, I mean, least. he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah man, I think I just saw a trailer with him. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I just saw a trailer before Black Adam for Devotion or something like that that he's in as well. It was like a war movie, but oh I, yeah, just yeah, commenting on his acting skills. And I'm sure it's you know. a beautiful thing. I, like honestly, that name me a bad project associated with his name. I don't think I can. That's the point. I, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't like, exist yet. And then, and I think this is going to push him to a level of stardom that he hasn't seen yet. Like, I have a feeling because he's yeah, about to be in so many of the largest movies. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he's yeah. going to headline an Avengers movie. Right Two. off the bat, he that's gonna. Uh, we don't know about Secret Wars yet. It's we awesome. don't know. We don't know how he what what he has to do with Secret Wars. It's okay. We don't we don't know that yet. So he might be gone by the time Secret Wars rolls around. But 
because I have a feeling Secret Wars is going to go to Doom. Um, but speaking of Doom, the next little bit of news that we have is uh, for the Fantastic Four movie that's been pushed back. Mm-hmm. Maybe part of the reason it was pushed back is there's a rumor of the next special presentation for Disney Plus is going to be centered around Galactus and the Silver Surfer, which is incredible. Ooh. I'm sold. Before Already. the Fantastic Four movie, they will introduce those concepts. So mm-hmm. now we know that the Galactus trilogy, or the, the is it Galactus trilogy? Yes, the Galactus trilogy will probably play a little bit of a role in some which way. And I always thought of yeah, these are the characters. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say these are the characters to do next. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The next logical characters to to strike go, uh, fire with hot. You know, especially Silver Surfer. There's just yeah. there's too much yeah. there. There's too much there. And uh, there was a a long time ago before the Netflix daredevil Mm. um marvel tried very hard to just get the rights to fantastic fours for silver surfer and galactus they were like we don't want fantastic four you can do whatever you want with that and you can keep daredevil just give us galactus (laughs) and silver surfer and you and they said no apparently they were working like a 70s noir daredevil movie and they said no which is why we got the daredevil netflix show which thank goodness so i'm kind of happy how it turned out Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's stellar news. That's going to be All great. Right. Let's get into the man in black. I mm. mean, hold on. <laughs> hold are you on. talking Westworld? <laughs> <laughs> I got, all right, just, okay. We have to round Robin. What? All right. Buzz, what did you think of black Adam? What? what uh, I, <clears throat> you know what? I thought it was better than Eternals. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree, but I, that I get it. I, I, as a movie compacted together, I thought I was watching like a CW big budget movie <laughs> that was more that was more entertaining than the Eternals was. Yes, okay. entertaining. I think that's yeah. the key word. Yeah, I think that's the key word. Like for my movie buck, you know what I mean? Yes, yes absolutely. Because Eter- I think Eternals begs some much larger questions than the MCU has ever asked, and I think that aspect mm-hmm. of it. I'm like, is what awesome. are you? Where? I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, I mean, but it's awesome stuff. I love Jack Kirby. I think it's a nod to Jack Kirby, really only. You know what I mean? I don't think it's for any other reason. Yeah. Oh, completely agree. But um, completely agree. But yeah. I also love the idea of of there was no true villain, which is unique for any Marvel yeah. movie. So I thought that aspect was cool. It was an interesting tale. But yeah. you know what? This was a hundred percent better than Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this yeah. was a hundred percent better than Love yeah. and Thunder. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that good. No. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I no. think that's the point everyone's getting at. I think that. Yeah. So it's funny. I kept I kept wondering like why Jim Lee was promoting it so much. Probably because he had to. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna eat popcorn. And then, you know what? And for a popcorn flick, it's look where the, where where Black Adam fails, it fails hard. Where Black Adam succeeds, it succeeds beautifully. The action of that yeah. movie, it's a Michael Bay movie. The story is, yeah, is let's not, not go very good. That. No, no, it, it, but it is. It, it is. really the action's is. action's outstanding, but the rest of the yeah, movie's got yeah, very it, little. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, they just it's just like, here's a quick little story to make the rock a superhero. Yes. Yeah. yeah it is mean? funny. That's basically you what made the comparison between it and the Eternals before, and that's that almost highlights what I've, I've been hearing as far as what critics been saying as well, was the, the problems they have with that film. is just no real substance to the story, but you get your fill of what you expect from a superhero movie by having all these amazing outlandish action scenes and the main character yeah. being next mm-hmm. to unstoppable. It was it was a yeah. standard rock movie with the Snyderverse yep. f- filter. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's really what it was. 
I'll say, and you can see they're still trying to get their foothold. Mm -hmm. They're still trying to get it so that it works the way, you know, Marvel did it, you know, but you know, the difference is, is, you know, the people that made the Marvel stuff were fans of the stuff, you know what I mean? Before the movie. So you're, you're bringing in like pseudo fans well, to and, pretend to be and the rocks fan <laughs> i mean the, yeah. the rock just wanting to beat up I mean, Superman yeah. on screen is really all this is <laughs> it's really the 15 oh, years no, of waiting yeah. for that moment of him beating up the justice league that's yeah. really that's where this is leading to i appreciated the fact that they did kind of shoot it in you know that a lot of the slow-mo things going on like the lightning that you saw like those yeah effects look very much like the stuff from the snyder films um so that continuity to see was kind of good uh but that's about it yeah that's not no <laughs> it was this enjoyable it's mcdonald's it's yeah. mcdonald's this movie is mcdonald's it's it has no <laughs> substance but it's great for what it is i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i'll tell you where they fucked up <laughs> my language is um they should have took that dr fake character and ran right into the justice league dark mm, you know what the, i mean because it's that that magic dark stuff is cool buddy, man with swamp I, thing I, and man bad i don't what? even think you realize you just touched on my biggest pain point of that whole movie dr fate drives me up a wall because he is nerfed. i don't say I had to keep him no, i just said it was him. a poor no, they, they, they ruined <laughs> they ruined him yeah they ruined him Okay. He, I, he is I, I, yeah. one of the most powerful characters in all of comics who single handedly could easily take out Black Adam. Easily. Like, yeah. unquestionably, I, I that would be over. And because, again, I think The Rock wanted to prove how big and tough Black Adam could be, he was like, let's just go. All right. In the recent Black Adam runs, he was with the GSA. Let's uh -huh. have him beat up the JSA. <laughs> And they were like, let's bring... Didn't he play... I thought it was Scorpion King 2. Didn't he play Conan or something? You know what I mean? Like, That's what... just, put a cape, just put a cape on him. That's all you want to do. Yeah, the acting was, the acting was atrocious. It was terrible. Yeah, then, I thought I was watching... Was atrocious. From well, no, from yeah, taking rock. that story with yeah, from the yeah, yeah. It wasn't for him. Either. Like, if there was another actor in that role, yeah. it would have been yeah. a better movie. <laughs> like, I... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Put Jonathan. Okay. Put Jonathan Majors in that role. Better movie. To be fair, though, the script didn't allow for a much better Black Adam. Like he spoke six times. He made some weird choice. <laughs> That's what I'm. He made some weird choices. Uh, I've I've been seeing this all over the place because you know I like to look in the comments section. <laughs> there are people just absolutely you know 10 out of 10 this and that this is, it's a fantastic movie what i keep coming back to is everybody complained about brie larson and her mm -hmm. acting ability in that role dwayne johnson's doing the same exact thing deadpan delivery on everything wow. and no one is saying a word because it's the rock and not a woman yeah. you know i mean like, yeah, they, like, I mean, they, yeah. They, look what they did the black widow yeah you know what i mean yeah, he did that. He did that movie like two, four, two to four years too late. Well, that was also Ike Perlmutter, though. I mean, uh, you know, and, <laughs> and since we're already down the rabbit hole, fuck that dude. But, <laughs> but I mean, Ike Perlmutter in general, uh, he he, what did he say? He said that they they can't do her movie because female leads can't sell a superhero movie. Yeah, and that was dumb. Well, that's Hollywood. Boy, oh boy, were they wrong? The guys they got exactly. Wonder Woman came yeah. out and proved that whole statement wrong. But, hmm. Hey, and I'll be the first one in line when Black Widow 2 comes out or whatever with uh, whatever the heck her name is. I can't think Yelena. of it. Yelena. 
you'll hate yeah. her. Yeah, <laughs> she's fantastic. She's really so, good. But look, the but the action, there is no question the action of this movie was superior. And it even did something that I didn't think was possible, which is bridge the gap between the Snyderverse, the Sean Gunn universe, mm. um, and yeah. to whatever new they're going to be. Like, you know what? It kind of played that day, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past role where it kind of like cut some things Absolutely, out, yeah. fixed a couple things. Yeah. And all of the themes of it were just from old action movies. Like the whole Man in Black theme, that's Terminator 2. That was ripped yes. right from Terminator 2. That's that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but that, but Steal from the best. 100%. <laughs> and it's The Rock. I don't expect much else. I think that's pretty <laughs> pretty standard for, for The Rock. And I'm not kidding. He's The dude makes action movies, and he does a really good action movie. But the thing that he only did once well was acting in... Um, what was that movie? Be cool, be cool. He's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. But past that, he plays the rock and everything. Uh, pain and gain. He yeah. was good. He wants. I think that's what he's. <laughs> the movie's trash. He's what he's, I mean, that's what. That's what he's doing. You know, he's branding. He's branded himself, and this is what it is. It can't be much more than that. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't. I don't, It's the whole. It's. I I'm okay. It's it's amazing what I'm okay with changing about characters. Like race swapping, gender bending doesn't bother me much, but I do not like power dampening characters, and I don't like um and I don't like power swapping. Like I don't like Wally West getting the shaft where Barry Allen gets all of the Wally West powers. You know what I mean? Like yep. that kind of stuff bugs me because there were people who put like there's been a lot of work into developing that character and now you're just picking and choosing aspects yeah. to make a new Decades. version of a character. Yeah. Like I was Decades. I got a chance yeah. to sit and, and talk with Brian Augustine about uh about Wally West and that was one of his big things was watching the CW Flash used to bother him so much because him and Mark Wade created all these cool things for Bear, for Wally that just you they use for Barry and now everybody that's Wally is much less important because of all the new Barry Allen shows. I, he, so there's, a, there's a term in the business called thumbprinting where they have to do like their stamp on it. Mm-hmm. And if they if they don't and with the money co- comes creativity in Hollywood. Uh-huh. So you actually lose real creativity because people with money are running it. They want to be the creatives. They want to be the directors. They're not, but they want to be. So they thumbprint and they back page, back, back door stuff out and in. And then if somebody doesn't, if somebody doesn't move things the way they want, like like Zombie said this about the monsters. He was like, I I had to make the monsters they wanted me to make, or I could have mm. like let the job go to somebody else. He's yeah. like, this is my favorite show. I'm not letting the job. I'm not letting the job go to somebody else. Yeah, you know, He's like, I'm going to make the one they want me to make. That's such a good point, and that's a, <clears throat> that's actually a strong point for the moving forward in this show. Like, mm-hmm. the, this is going to be a weird analogy, but when you think about Comcast and the way that Comcast used to to change internet speeds for different companies based on whether for on net when net mm-hmm. neutrality was like yeah. the end all rage, they mm-hmm. would they would change the speeds of different internet and you would complain or different websites. You would complain about the website and never think about Comcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. The same is probably true for a lot of the things that we complain about in movies, television shows, so on and so forth. Yeah. Buzz, that's they a, did it to us just, on the corp stuff. Yeah. How so? I, mean, I don't want to really get into it That's too fair. much, but basically, <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for that. Basically, I mean, I, I went to school for special effects makeup. I have a degree in it. I worked at Universal. I worked with like people that worked with Savini. Like I had a say, and they were just like, shh, 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 shh. Mm. you know, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not going to work animated. This is only going to work if you make it like the Toxic Avenger, where it's like hokey and rubber monsters that'll be B that played a drive-in that people will watch for thirty years. Mm. 
don't waste the money on an animated budget that can't hold it. Because look at the, the goon. It's never going to get made. You know what I mean? Aww. It costs too much for animation. So this is where they shush the creator. And they're like, do what we say. And then you got to go with it. I hear. And our movie stunk because of that. <clears throat> and I hear the goon is actually coming out on Netflix. I'll be, I will, I will be surprised if I see it. You know what I mean? And it also, it'll be a blip because it's not a Marvel or a DC thing. Yeah, that's unfortunately. I'm sorry, Eric Powell, phenomenal artist, a little too political for me, but it's it's a long, it's a long time coming for that show. Yeah, no, it's you know true. I mean, like if it's if it's not Paranorman, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? If it's not like, you know, Rick and Morty animated, like it, it's a blip, man. I've been out here making this stuff for a long time. They have a very short attention span mm-hmm. to your project. Mm. It has a very short fuse. And that's look at um look at Sandman. That's a prime example. Yeah. a Sand- prime example. Beautiful, yeah. gorgeous, beautiful, happy audience. <sighs> won't make it. No. Too much money. Not enough pop. Not enough hit. Not enough like resurgence retro. All the negative speak about the monsters was because it was an established IP. It wasn't because there was a lot of Monsters fans losing their minds all over the place. That, it's just about these buzzwords that come across. I can say like ghoulies, critters, garbage pail kids. I can say all these names and come at you with it, and then they, things go viral. They, they can all be done well, but again, thumbprinting, pushing you off the project, pushing the creative in the way they want them to go because they got the money, and that's the thing. I also think- I've, made, I've made this stuff. You made another really good point there about it's not the Munsters fans who are complaining. It's people like myself who are like, I don't know about that. And I'm not a big exactly. Munsters fan. You're all, <laughs> you're all super Yeah, Yeah, you're all super fans, and you know exactly what it is. You know, it's drive-by philosophy. It's like an armchair, you know, yeah. philosopher on the whole subject. You know, I personally watch the Munsters, and I bag up laughing because it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and I like those – I like monsters. I like comedy and monsters. So – I mean, Evil Dead is essentially comedy and monsters to some degree. <clears throat> and so, yeah, complaining about the monsters is useless. So it's, but it's, I wonder how you get around that because it is very true that studios are a hundred percent listening to Twitter audiences, regardless on whether or not yeah. they're a fan base. Like we yeah. can see that in sales. Yeah. Like there are comics that are not selling well, but there are characters who are getting, I mean, royal treatment, even though their books aren't doing much. But they have a People new fan reading. base, and I think that's the point. I think I think all of this is to create yeah. a new fan base, and I don't know how well that's yeah, going. You're, you're right. I, I spoke with Michelini about it a couple of years ago, and I made a complaint about how you don't have to read to be a fan. And he he thought it was a good thing because it was going to bring him to the characters anyway. I, you know? I don't know. We used to <laughs> and, a question we asked a long time ago, which is can comics survive without the actual print medium? Like, can You can't keep the – you can't – you can't keep the trademark on the character without continuing to put out comic books. Mm-hmm. That's the law. It has to, so even if it's no longer a comic-centric character, you still need to put a book out? If you want to keep the intellectual property under your control, you have to put content out on it, and that includes the comic book. Interesting. And that's why they do reprints and reruns in Marvel Essentials, because... They're awesome tales. They need to be read again for sure. I can go back and look at any book from the Bronze Age and love it. <clears throat> but they don't keep the IP if you don't put the comic book Interesting. out. Interesting. So, so yeah. all right. 
Because I'm I, at this point, we, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, th- Why do you think they launch? Is, they launch everything at a new number one for that reason. I, I, <laughs> well, I, I love this about you. You have derailed my entire plan, <laughs> but I now have so many questions about what we're talking about. <laughs> I, I'm no, sorry, no, man. no. I, I'm I, sorry. Because because well, no, this is because this is the kind of stuff that I'm I'm super intrigued by. Like my thoughts on Hellraiser and stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> but this kind of stuff. I got thoughts on Hellraiser too. Um, you know what I mean, I, I spend a lot of. T- I'm a nerd. I spend time with like this stuff. I don't keep up on everything but the stuff i like i really get into but like okay so to 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 piggyback on what you said before about the comics that about you seeing it as a negative that you don't need to read to be a fan anymore the argument could be made that you don't need to be a uh, to read to be a fan anymore because that the things that people would normally read now exist in every medium so there are podcasts that you can listen to about Wolverine. There's video games. There's movies. There's TV shows. There's cartoons. There's everything outside of the comics. So we have a new set of fans who know a lot but don't need comics because they have the MCU. They have Disney+. Plus, They have the PlayStation Store. They have the mm-hmm. mobile games. They have so many things that are available to them that, th- but that the actual books themselves don't retain the the attention demand that they once did you know what i mean i mean if you, if you don't care about history just say i don't give a shit about the history i'm a fan anyway i think that's, you don't care about history say i don't care about the history. i think that's fair it's the history i think that's fair but like but you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been you know what i mean like you want you want to read those first appearances of wolverine to get a vibe on the character you know what i mean to, Rather than "Hey, bub, what's up?" and all the time, you know what I mean. <laughs> but you don't. But you don't think that Hugh Jackman's portrayal is as non-comic related as it is is beneficial to the the success of that? No, character? it's totally been. Uh, David counterbalanced what I thought. He was like, "It's still bringing people to the character." I support it. I mean, I'm a part of it. It's just I'm a historic historical buff about everything I like. If you don't care about history, just say you don't give a shit about the history of it. Cause that's what it is when you don't read. No, I agree with you. I, it doesn't mean you're, it doesn't mean you're not a fan. It just means that you don't care for the history. On I it. just think that nowadays, because it, uh, it's like a, it's like a double entendre, I guess as, as they call it, or double ended, double edged sword there where it's like, you can be a fan. Yeah. But you can be the ultra fan mm-hmm. if you read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's the. I think I think we're now getting into nitty gritties of fans and nerds. Fandom has proven itself to be very tragic at this point. Yeah, you know, uh, I believe My Little Pony is friendship is magic, but in in pop culture, fandom is tragic yeah. <laughs> because people are being so their lives are destroyed by not getting what they want. Yes, you know what I mean, mm. yes, and the, yeah. So the Snyderverse. Well, guess what? Snyderverse people, you didn't make it. <laughs> you didn't make it. So you're not you're not going to give what you want. But the, okay, well, and, and that's your own movie. And that's a good that's a good way to look at the movies as well. And even something like Black Adam to kind of tie it back around is Black Adam was made by by The Rock. So expecting something other than a Rock movie from Black Adam is kind of shame on you. Like going yep. into that because it wasn't like so like it wasn't like you know Michael Bay actually made that movie. Although you could confuse it, I can see how you can confuse it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But I think that's a fair point. I think that's a fair point of I think there are two type of people. There are people who are like, I want to see a Black Adam movie to, as Black Adam should be because I'm familiar mm-hmm. with the character and what the comics are. And then there is now the I'm a rock fan. I just want to see Black Ad- the rock as a superhero kill a lot of people. Yeah. I'm mad I didn't get the eyebrow. You know what I, mean? I was waiting for the eyebrow like, the whole fucking time. I'm like, where I'm like, where's the eyebrows? Did you do the eyebrow yet? 
Did he, wait, did he do it when he, he floated next to the car when he looked in the he window? He almost did it. He didn't do it. He almost did it. He, really he, he showed yeah. zero emotion. That would have been the moment. <laughs> Through the whole thing. Man. That would have been the um, one. To your point from, from everything that we just talked about, I was it had me thinking about uh like those differences between like the new medium for, for these for these IP versus like the books. Does that like help? perpetuate like gatekeeper culture as well like because because i know me like um, i hate i hate the fact that like 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 with minty with the flash i hate the fact that wally doesn't get his just due right but we talk about barry because barry is the flash he started everything but wally really surpassed him long ago so then you have people that'll watch the new material and and if they're so inclined to be swayed by just that and only that without reading the books that makes a person like me go like well you're not wrong, but you're not 100% right. And then I start feeling like, you know, it, I don't want to say like. Well, super- I don't, I don't, I don't think that has anything to do with gatekeeping. I think, I think go, that goes back to what Buzz was talking about earlier when he was said that fandom can become tragic. Because I think some people wear their fandoms as a personality supplement. Instead mm-hmm. of actually having a yeah. personality, it's the things that they're into. So if they feel as though that somebody is just, you know, riding the coattails because something's all of a sudden popular, they feel as though they're losing a per- part of themselves. Okay. Like part of, of who they are is being stripped from them. I, I think that's a really yeah. tragic way to look at the world. And I think that explains why some people get so vehemently upset when things don't go their way or the way they think they should be. And I yeah. feel like the MCU is that. Like we can all, I mean, Buzz, She-Hulk, yay or nay? I mean, I haven't finished it because it is a a slight nay, but like I, you know, I'm trying to enjoy the stuff. I told you this the other day. You know, like I'm trying to enjoy it, but it's not. It's not. It's we enjoy it. It's not hitting a hundred. That's okay. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Like for what it is, I knew exactly what it would be because I read the book. There you go. There you go. She's a fourth wall. She's a fourth wall breaker, Mm -hmm. and she's written by a white alcoholic male, John Byrne. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he's an angry guy at the time when he wrote that stuff. You know what I mean? And, you know, pissed off by the business. And it was like his way to like shake things up a little bit. And, and he's a superior, he's a superior creator that gets overlooked quite a bit. There'd be no Jim Lee if there was no John Brown. Mm. Mm. Going back to what you just said, though, is that you knew what to, you knew what to expect going into that show. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. is the main difference exactly. between MCU fans and Marvel comic fans. Marvel comic fans aren't complaining yeah. all but so much about that show because they're like, well, that's about spot on. If a, if a character was going to twerk, it's going to be She-Hulk. Like it's gonna, yes. that's how it's gonna be. Um, but yes. anybody who's just an MCU fan watches that and feels betrayed almost. Like, hold on, totally. this is not and, what I yeah. signed up for. Well, it's, that's because mm-hmm. you, for some reason, have decided that the ten years worth of movies mm-hmm. have now funneled into specifically your taste, and it'll never branch. This goes back to what I was yeah. what I was talking about earlier, Buzz, of what you were saying. Can the com uh, do? Does the history of the comics need to be there? And I don't know anymore because what's being created is the new normal. Like that's the, it's almost a shame. It, we have so many people on this show now that don't know any comics, but are huge fans because of the movies. Huge, like yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. The media does take a precedence to the culture of it. They have surpassed it um, the same way that streaming has surpassed old Hollywood. Mm. You know, like it's going to keep evolving. But again, you know, do you know how to play the game, or did did you read the directions to learn how to play the game, or did you just make it up? You know what I mean? Like there's a quality way to do things and there's a, there's an improper sort of low quality way to do things. And so, you know, 
when it comes to the anger and the opinions about it, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I, I can give spiritual advice on what you should probably do instead in your life. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, ag again, like, you know, pick up a book and read. I mean, you, you can read them on your phone. You can mm -hmm. download them, get the free wallpaper. Like, I think they're giving out free digital downloads with the purchase of the, the physical comic. The companies are doing everything they can. They keep you interested. You know, the technology is sort of like crushing the ability or interest into want to pick up and read. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a whole other conversation. But at the same time, you know what I mean? If it's like sports fans, they know every player, they know the stats, they know where the kid went to school, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimate yep, fan, yep. right? <clears throat> Comic book, read the book. You don't have to own the number one print that there's only 300 copies of it in the world, but there's a reprint. You know what I mean? Like, pick up a book. I wonder if, uh, you know what I mean? I, I, think I like how meta this is getting. I wonder if shows like ours and like the Comics Explained and the Comics Story and comic jake or whatever the hell that guy's name is all of the people on youtube and all the comic podcasts out there are are creating this need this this i don't know this need and not a need a, an ability to avoid reading the comics because there is essentially cliff notes yeah. uh that you can download and listen to every week there's essentially so that's what we do the thumbprinting again what's up that's essentially what we do yeah. we like we're, we're we inform people on the stuff that they've missed yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's the culture's fast. You know, Alan Moore said the culture is actually turning to steam. Mm. It's not even sticking, not even sticking around long enough to be solid. Mm. Um, so there's that. A, you know, it moves very quickly, very fast. But again, you either you can you can be really good at something, or you can be very poor at something. And so it's back to if you're a fan of Wally West, you're gonna dive in all all Wally West. I meet people all the time at conventions that they have one character that's their favorite character. And they dress like them, they buy everything, and they read everything. When they get sketches, their whole sketchbook is just that character, different people's version of that character. That's the ultimate fan. And that's so the difference. M MCU, MCU fans, I ask you, <laughs> how big of a fan are you? Ooh, I like Good that. Question. Show us how big of a well, fan so you are. So that's so funny because one of the guys we have on this show all the time, uh, Rye Patterson, you guys have met at, at conventions and stuff. He one time wrote a post and, uh, that he was like, Yo, you should watch Miss Marvel if you're a Marvel fan. <laughs> to which I would say, you shouldn't have to watch a show you don't like if the character's not for you. You know what I mean? It's like, entertaining. You, yeah. you shouldn't be forced. Like this is this is the gatekeeping stuff that I'm talking about. Like, mm. I think the MCU is a Marvel fan, where comic yeah. fans are character fans. Like, I'm a Spider-Man fan, not a big She-Hulk fan. Like, I know She-Hulk books, but I'm not going out and buying She-Hulk books. But I've been reading Spider-Man for a very long time. But I'm not a fan of every Marvel property that comes out. Where I think MCU people specifically. Mm -hmm are very if it comes out and it has marvel studios on it you should be watching mm -hmm. well there's the the training over the last what 13 thir decades 15 years whatever <laughs> that everything is tied together and mm -hmm. if you don't watch this yeah. you're gonna miss something that will you know take yeah. us to the next film that's that's yeah. that mentality but yeah i mean you're you're right yeah, it's, a, it's definitely it's a great tactic oh, yeah. it worked perfect and, strategy uh, on there it, it didn't hold up it didn't hold up, though. Mm -hmm. Do you notice, because I mean, you're in such a unique aspect uh, with this conversation because you have a book, have you noticed sales in books change with this rise of, of the MCU? Like, have you noticed your book changing as far as its success trajectory at all? My book? Yeah. Um, like, is the I, I have seen, I have seen, like, the, the society 
take like kind of they kind of straighten up and look at you better when you they find out you know a little bit about comics or into comics somehow um which is awesome but you know there's inflation in the economy which affects sales naturally and you know print quality is getting cheaper books have lesser value you know they lie about print runs it's, it's a lot to the market um but i think overall the interest is back mm. you know back in it and it just it just the thing is is it is a it is very oversaturated so you know you can't get every i used to want to make a book that anyone could enjoy and then i just started realizing i should just make a book that i enjoy mm-hmm. you know there's something that the really my story. sense of humor is that right. yeah yeah and that and stan lee and jack kirby both said that you know you can tell a story about any character you want as long as you keep a straight face mm. And um, that is a really good statement because it means if you believe in it, you know, you can tell the tale of it. You know? Well, that was the fantastic but, yeah, I th- I, yeah, exactly. You know, it works for all their characters. But I think, I mean, I, I'm pretty close with a lot of retailers and I think times are definitely a little tougher, but people are still coming in. You know what I mean? They're still interested. They still want to look at the shelves. You know, they still want to see what's out there. They want to discover something that's good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if anybody read Donnie Cates' run on Thor, but I thought it was awesome. pretty good. Awesome. Run. And um, that that would be fun to discover on your own in a store and pick up and start reading and get hooked on, you know? And if it wasn't for Nick Klein's artwork, I probably wouldn't have picked it up because I wasn't really like – I mean, Cates wrote some great stuff, but I wasn't like a diehard Cates fan. And Klein's interiors were amazing on that, you know what I mean? I think they did a good solid like 12 straight issues, which is asking a lot. But You know what I'm surprised hasn't come back? What's that? Speak just be on this conversation is motion comics. Remember they there was a, a short yeah. period of time where that was like the end all be all. And that might yeah. solve a lot of this because there are people who are just not gonna read. Like it's, it's, just, yeah. it's just, which is a shame, it's, but yeah. it's just not gonna happen. Where you can yeah. you had the astonishing X Men run, the the uh Joss Whedon run. They had that there was a great um motion comic about that whole ass the whole yeah i'm su- yeah uh social media people you know people with money that can fund something like that like i'm a little i'm a little short to be able to put something like that together but i've always wanted to do it i've always wanted to take what we already have chop it up and move it around because i know people would be more interested in seeing it it's just you know as an illustrator you can only do so many things so mm-hmm. you know this would, it would be a great tactic for image to do like if image could use their funds properly or dark horse mm-hmm. and start you know moving the motion comic around and be like comes out this wednesday and show you like a minute and a half because that's the that's the attention span like i don't know you know it's maybe if they're listening take notes yeah right absolutely all right let's 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 reel it back in and get into some some more things (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's talk hard um so let's let's start off before we before we get into halloween ends because i have a feeling i know how that's going to go let's talk (laughs) let's talk hellraiser first Let's, because uh, that, Hellraiser. I, I, Mauer and I, like, I thought Mauer was going to like it more than he did, but Mauer didn't even give it a chance. And I think that's true for a lot of people. I think a lot of people were very skeptical of this reboot. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm the biggest Hellraiser fan. Like, I've seen all of them. I've only seen a handful of the Hellraisers, and they're fun. But I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I thoroughly enjoyed the reboot. I thought it was great. It was it was a really well-written film. Um, it, the story flows better. If you're a fan of both, you're going to like the story better in the the reboot or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. If they could get a series of these going with the new one, oh, I'd like that. they'd be on to something. Yeah, the, the way that the Annabelle doll and the, the nun and all that stuff is its own universe, mm-hmm. they have a lot of potential here with the Hellraiser 1 if they can continue the consistency. It's a young director. He's definitely... 
ready to break out of doing indie into something like a, with a little more tooth to it. And I think he did a good job, you know? I agree. And I also think that we are in a new period of lore over character where yeah. I feel as though horror really survived on character, like on the slasher essentially being the driving force. Like th- think of all Halloween movies before. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except for three, but we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> um, but now the lore surrounding the the Cinnabons, um, <laughs> I, 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 find, I find intriguing. I didn't know much about the Cinnabites um until until they're delicious they're they were ter- terrifying but but wonderful yeah um, no. angels to some uh, yeah they're interesting man i mean i feel like in this one you're getting more of clive's vision because i think it's more of a nightmare for him that that you're that you're watching you know i mean he wrote and directed the first film so you can't really knock it because he kind of made it himself but i think with the new one it looks more like his art you know like his paintings and stuff well, that's which are disturbing. And I know They're incredibly disturbing. I, I don't want to I don't want to get into this part of it, but I know it needs to be brought up. I know there was a lot of people who were very upset because of the female lead to the movie. But from what I understand, yeah. wasn't the yeah. original Pinhead a genderless form with a female voice? Yeah, I think it was all pretty androgynous altogether. You know, he, he some of the descriptions in the Hellbound Heart are so layered and interweaving the way he describes them that even if you thought it was female it would appear male as well like he he, he, he what he's writing from the dreamscape is it's hard to create solid you know what i mean yeah so um and i th- i think they did a good job though you know i think if i watched all of the hellraisers growing up this movie may have bothered me more which which we'll talk more about i actually yeah, I actually grew up on the originals. I love them. You know, what I mean, I worked in. I love Doug Bradley. I think he's a phenomenal actor, and 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 I and I love this movie. I thought it was a, I thought it was a well put together film. You know, um, and uh, I spoke with Doug actually about it, and oh, he, yeah. um, you know, he didn't really. They asked him to be in, it, and he didn't want to step on anyone's toes. You know, he's a very respectful gentleman type guy, uh-huh. and uh, you know, he likes to. You know, he's also went to school with Clive, so. He likes he likes what he did his contribution to it to be just what it is a chapter you know, and um the, the the his take on the new one was you know it's beautiful and amazing and he can't wait to see it and you know he turned down being in it because he's like it's not my thing you know what I mean like I, I did it already so you know very very uh, mm-hmm. generous uh, generous generous response to it all you know he could have went in and took the money but um yeah I mean um yeah the the, the outrage on it I don't think was, I think was misplaced. Because again, it's the monsters. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you obviously all you haters, you obviously never never read the books. I didn't really read the books completely either. But if you know what Clive, and you're a fan of Clive, and, and, and what he wants to make, and you watch all the movies, you know, from Lord of Illusions and Nightbreed and all his stuff, then you're like, I'm down. Let's see it again. Let's let's see what we can do. You know, Clive's giving the blessing on it. You know, I think it goes back to that tragic aspect of fandom that you talked about before, which is that I tell you, it's uh, yeah. The '90s told us what Hellraiser and who Hellraiser was, and Hellraiser was more yeah. not was not necessarily much. Hellraiser wasn't the box and the realm and the lore. No, no, it was Pinhead specifically yeah. Pinhead. Yeah, and the whole yeah. the whole franchise was on the shoulders of that character, and the moment that character wasn't it, the it, center. Uh, that they made it something different, people were against it. It's She-Hulk yeah. in the MCU. It's yeah, the same man. concept. If you're right, it's the same. It's the same reaction because the character, first of all, the fans dubbed it Pinhead. It was 
credited as lead Cenobite. Yeah. It was never credited as Pinhead. That was like a that's like a fandom thing. And technically it's Pin's head, because there's not more than one pin, but that's just <laughs> that's a dad joke. Um, but no, I mean and when you put him on the poster and you put him on the cover and then you put him in the Fangoria magazines, like that's who you see. And he becomes like the he becomes the visual for it. He's really Clive's friend, actor friend, you know. Uh independent film with, with some decent funding incredible makeup crew, a lot of dedicated staff on the original, you know, but you know, the new one is a more cohesive storyline, you know, and I think the visions of the Cenobites in the new one are more true to Clive's paintings and drawings. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's this, it's what we're seeing now with Halloween ends and Rob Zombie's Halloween is you can be a fan of both. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can be a fan of multiple versions of whatever it is. Well, it's a duplicity and you have to be able to hold the duality and that's tough to do. But you know, you know what? It it can coexist. As as a I I watched all of the Hellraisers at one point, and I think the draw for me on the originals was just the blood, guts, and gore and pinhead. Uh, and yeah. like to your point, this this new one it it felt like a much more fleshed out story. You got to learn more about the Cenobites mm-hmm. in film. Yeah, and I think you didn't really get that unless yeah. you read the books. Was there's like I didn't. Exactly. Like they don't. They don't really. They they gloss over what Cenobites are in the original films. You just you just mm-hmm. see Pinhead yep. come out so, ripping people apart. Well, well, here's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. So is it the so okay? You've got two sets of fans. Then you've got you've got Clive fans who are understand the source material and who are going to appreciate the reboot for what it is. And then you have uh, Pins Head fans. Pins Pins <laughs> Pins Head. Pins, pins Head. It's so pins. hard to say. Pins it's, Head it's fans. Pins Head. It's Pin Head. It's Pin Head. <laughs> pins Head. Um, it's Pin Head. Though, but those fans who became fans of that character, because from what I understand, because I, I, I vaguely remember a house party where he was no longer confined to the box yes and he was yes. just killing people indiscriminately which one was like, that I, I i i just um, i vaguely remember as <laughs> how i started that um i don't think but that but my point is is the fans who who appreciated that character and the growth of that character and how that character changed from what clive originally did are they wrong for being upset that it's no longer their story uh, are they wrong? I mean, in their own minds, no. <laughs> Others, yes. Um, in their own <laughs> minds. <laughs> that makes sense, because if you're looking at it from a nostalgic standpoint, you're looking for that hit yeah. that you you know, you know felt yeah. 20 years ago, and if you don't get that same feeling with the new material, uh, yeah. then it's lost well, for that. It's the same hit I – yeah. It's the same hit I wanted as a kid from Mac and Me that I didn't get that I got from E.T. Oh, okay. it's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. That's a okay. rare cut. Uh... But uh, no. Yeah, I mean, they're they're mad. They, you have years and years and years of Doug Bradley playing this character. One of the things that the, the new actress sort of missed, and I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say it, was the expression. Like, Doug carried, whether he was curious what you were going to say or do with his face, you know, mm-hmm. like he had the laughter. Everybody knows pinhead like laughing, you know, like that. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of that That's true. In, in the new one. Yeah. Super. Stoic. Yeah. And it was very stiff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super stoic. And I think that is actually a good thing because then it's not taking away from Doug and it's not, it's giving you something new mm-hmm. and this individual can do whatever they want with the character. Um, 
but that, I mean, that's what I like about the the original, you know, and, I, and that's and I, I won't like not watch one over the other. They both hold their own, I think. But yeah, there's there, there's some things about the original that you become accustomed to. One of the main things they absolutely brought into the new one was the bell that chimes. Everything, something of note happens. That like Hellraiser bell that when this music starts, it's like ding. And then it goes into like the organ and stuff like that. And that was very poignant in the new one because it, from the old one, the mu- music is always like a big deal. You know yeah. what I mean? Star Wars, yeah, you know? absolutely. So, yeah, they kept the music for the lament configuration and some of the, you know, the scenes about the box when the box would change mm-hmm. and the music would kick in. And you're like, ah, it's like a breath of fresh air. You're like, it smells like mom's cooking when you get that music <laughs> from the original in the new one. You know, I did, I did happen to feel like, you know, I could feel everyone's like disdain for, for it because it, it didn't have a lot of the things you're looking for. If you're a fan of the original one, two and three and four, I'll stop it there. <laughs> I think there's like eight. Yeah. Um, Four, four of Bloodline, they go to space, of course. <laughs> but the thing about four was that they started to do this cool thing where the box and its eminence was taking over the set pieces. The, the buildings started to look like the box, oh, the cool. space station. The prisoners were in on like a, it's like a space station Minos from part four or something in Bloodline, which was the last one I think Doug was in. And um, they're starting to like, they're giving you new Cenobites, which is what a lot of people wanted the gore factor, but you're getting like a new character. This one, does, the new one does that as well. It gives you these new characters that you get to check out. And they're like weird. I saw some of the designs for the discarded ones far weirder than the ones that they put on the screen, like crazy stuff. Like I even, I'm looking at it like, wow, like it's intense, but yeah. So w- they did a lot of that with the new one, with the, you know, the building, the mansion being the box, almost like a, like the box in a lot of ways with the glass ceiling and, that's that's another trope from part four you know the original run because you know they brought in a lot of the key stuff you know but they didn't overdo it you know what i mean she had a couple of the lines that doug had but i didn't want to see her overdo it and do all doug's lines you know what yeah. i mean and i think that's what's cool is you get to have both now you know what i mean because like i said in the beginning i think if they do three of these movies with uh is it jamie clayton that's playing the high clayton playing the priestess or priest but yeah, I think if you can get a series run, you have now you have continuity, now you have a universe, and you can get people to like attach to the characters. You know what I mean? Like the effects team was a husband and wife, like alone, and with some of their friends. Like they went, I read about how they did it, how they made them, and they put everything they had into it, being fans of the original. You know what I mean? They were really trying to. That's cool. And I think they did a really good job. Right. You know, so there's a lot of merit behind uh, the new one, but I think people don't like it. Because Doug is such a phenomenal actor as Pinhead, where he rides that line. I don't know if you guys watched Joe Bob Briggs drive in, but he had Doug on the show and he was talking about Pinhead and he was talking about how he never saw him as a villain. He saw him as this like sort of gateway between whether you could perceive me, you know, what's he say? Angel to some, demon to others, you know? So as long as you're carrying that, It'll work. Well, that, that's what it is. That's what, you know what I, I mean. Like Doug's performance was very almost condescending when you thought you knew something. Mm. Like that's that's yeah, the way he yeah, would he's treat. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Where she, her, was there the the stoic reaction was no, no. It was almost like like a Sheldon. Like no, no. This is the facts. <laughs> the facts are yeah. this yeah. is about, this is pain. 
Like that's the. It's yeah. But at the, the same the, time, the, 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 the determination. Yeah. This is where I'm a hypocrite. Mm. Let me let me let me let me let me point let me point this out. So Hellraiser, I don't have any connection to, so I like the reboot, and I'm okay with the the, the new lore because like, I don't have anything to connect it to. Halloween ends, on it's the good. other hand, okay. I do have something <laughs> to connect it to, and that yeah, Michael yeah, yeah. Myers was not Michael Myers. <laughs> that was I yeah. I have I have so many feelings on that movie because it I I cannot believe I cannot wrap my mind that that's the same character. I cannot do it. I can't believe. I can't believe you put that much into marketing and promoting, and then you bomb it. Like, God. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, we're on the same page. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right, Buzz, tell me. Tell uh, me Halloween what are your thoughts. Yeah. You got the Halloween 3 shirt on. I mean, this is this is your moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, there's, there was a trailer, like a, like a fake ending trailer that came out where Michael's mask is one of the masks from Halloween 3, the one that no one likes, and it's not – supposed to be part of the series but um yeah i mean halloween ends starts an hour and a half into the film you know what i mean 20 minutes at the end is halloween ends and you get it you know jamie fucks him up and uh you know you get what you know, grind him up at the end or whatever spoiler <laughs> but you have an hour and a half of film of that you have like no idea what's going on the nerds band camp yeah, bullies. i mean i think they're <laughs> band camp bullies <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, they just, uh, I, I, I don't know where their heads were on it. I still don't. I the think, only thing I can imagine is that Jamie Lee wrote it or something. See, I, you know what I mean? I, I, think, I, I went, think she would have did we better. We need a story for next year. Yeah. Who's got something? They were like, well, I've been working on a book about a Corey. <laughs> Anybody, yeah. We can, we'll just tag on a fight scene at the end like the Tyrannosaurus in um, in any of the Jurassic World movies. We'll just make a, we'll add a dinosaur fight scene at the end. Everyone will be happy they got their dinosaurs. And then we could tell a story about locusts. <laughs> oh man like, that's but that's what it was uh, they told me yeah, it was. so first so many odd questions about this movie first off we all are we all agree that Corey dies the moment he walks in that pipe the yes. moment Corey and, and yeah. michael meet michael kills him indiscriminately that dude's dead aside from the kid that should have been the first death the, the kid death was crazy yes that yeah. that was nuts uh but I I is Corey's story would have been cool if it was a story about Corey, the Corey story. I don't know why they had to fit that into a Michael Myers movie. I'm lost, man. I'm like, like, I, upset. I, like I don't. I, Buzz is really upset. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting this. Yes. I thought I had a feeling that you were gonna like the movie and that I was gonna like shit on something that you uh -oh. enjoyed. Good, yeah. good. We're on the same page. Yeah, people. People were texting me at midnight on Thursday, dude. They were like, it's garbage. They were like, don't waste your money in the theater. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit stunned that it did so poorly. I'm also stunned as a fan that, you know, I'm not saying it was like a bad, like whatever. I feel like it's two movies, you know, like it, the, it was like the, the first hour and a half in those last 20 minutes. And, you know, if you're looking at the first hour and a half, I don't think it's like a bad movie for like the way the characters moved and what was written. It was like a love story, and like you know, the relationship between the granddaughter and Corey was there was an interesting thing happening there. But that's not what you're supposed to be telling us. You know what I mean? Like, you you have two movies ahead of this that we're like, you know, and then you you give us 20 minutes for the third one, which okay, you're, and that's it. So you bombed, and that's you know, that's your loss. But um, Halloween Kills. What, what was that? Were you a fan? You know, it was like Halloween two and four put together. It was just like. 
the tell town against him and Lori in the hospital the whole time, you know? So, um, I don't know if that's a no or a yes. <laughs> it, it's a no. Okay, it's a no. Wow. All right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow, man. And I love James Jude Courtney as the shape. Like I love the actor playing Michael Myers. I, I think he's the, he is the best Michael Myers we've ever like seen as a character in my opinion, I agree. you know, but I don't think, I think Danny McBride and David Gordon Green are just either on drugs or doing something where they're like, you know, I don't know. Like it, it's the, some of these are the worst ideas. So Mauer you know I mean? loved like, it. You, both of them. Well, because you're, yeah. Mauer loves you, both of them. What? I don't understand why if you like any of the other stuff. Because he does it, because to him, it was, he said, because this is, it, I, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because it was a long thing, but essentially it was the aspect of the shape. The fact that the story did not center around Michael, but around what the original concept of what Halloween was supposed to be, which was an anthology series of different types of stories, all connected to the ultimate evil. That was his whole thing about it. Yeah, but Laurie Laurie Strode's in it and Michael is in it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a sidebar at best. I agree. Um, That's it. It's just a sidebar at best. The, I, Could have been a spinoff. Honestly, that failed. And, uh, yeah, that trailer you sent me or that fake ending that you sent me could have fixed it. Yeah, it could have fixed it. Every everyone I've shown it to, even like professional writers, or that when they watch that fake trailer, they're like, "Oh my god, that would actually fix everything." And I'm like, "Listen, we have been talking about this since 1996 when producer cut of part six came out with Paul Rudd and brought the Cult of Thorn." and brought in him as a gateway for the killing. He had to mark on the rune. You got the man in black who's, like, connecting the town officials and running the cops, like, who broke him out of jail in five. Like, everybody was trying to put this together. And then you have, like, the whole slasher culture that wants more kills, more nudity, and heavy metal taking away from actual plot lines that are making any sense. But the substance is there. You know what I mean? Like... The problem with the new ones is that they put the Halloween three masks in it as like an Easter egg and did nothing with it, but they should have based on the fake trailer. They should have made Michael stole a mask in Nichols hardware store in 78. Where'd the mask come from? Potentially the mask came from the silver shamrock factory. You know, it, it was, it was, if you've seen three, I've, I've read the novel as well. And the stone that, like, they're chipping the metal out of that has, like, the demonic power in it to put into the chip, to put into the masks, is what's killing the kids when they play the signal on the TV. But it, like, drives them insane. So the idea is that Michael was, like, a prototype experience to that and became a killer because of it rather than it, like, destroying him. It's amazing. And so all, all that's feeding the monolith in three. I know three is hard to watch because Mike's not in it, and you keep looking for him, just like I'm still looking for Bruce Campbell and their Evil Dead remake. He ain't in the motherfucker. <laughs> you know, yeah, I keep waiting for him to pop out. He's not there. Where is he? Well, He's okay. Did you like the first Halloween, Halloween 2018? Like the yes, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, and then kills. Yeah. Kills was was Hangover 2. It was so scared to not be a Halloween movie that it had to remind you. Every 20 minutes, you're watching Halloween. Hey, you remember that guy who, like, was in the background of the scene back in the 70s? Look, we're ba- he's back. 
Isn't that exciting? No. Yeah. No, he's a security That's the guard. Thing again, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing again about the thumbprinting, you know, whoever's in charge of this stuff, I don't know, but they're just they're just not thinking of it in terms of like value. Uh to the to the to the source material, even even if you're barely using the source material, they're just they're not committed to I, I hate to say it, but the spirit to the to the mythology. It's all about the mask. It's all about the name, and it's all about selling you something and putting it on Peacock and advertising it. You know, but uh, you know they could have fixed it all. You know, with 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 the Silver Shamrock link, it would have made all all the sense in the world. I think. And they could have done something so simple of him putting on Michael's mask, Corey, and that's what made him go crazy and start killing people like Michael. Yeah. Like, there's a way you could have yeah. made Corey make sense if that was the actual ending. Right. It's funny that you say that because that's what people hate about Rob Zombie's part two is because at the end, the girl, she has the mask on it and she's in the insane asylum and she's kind of like going crazy because of it. And, um, but I think that's work. It works to horror movie, man. You know what I mean? Like we're not following like, you know, ancient scripts here. It's just, we just want it to make sense. That movie, Some. I was okay with everything except for the white horse. It's the only parts that I <laughs> yeah, like. Weird. Weird. Nah, I don't yeah. need that. Let's see. That's weird. That's, that's, some, Twin, that's some Twin Peaks stuff. Yeah. Some David Lynch stuff right there. <laughs> nope. All right. So a couple last things here. First off, we have to talk, since you're here, about uh, Werewolf by Night. What do you think about Marvel's first outing into pseudo-horror? Like, I don't want to call it horror, but it, it is as close as the MCU will probably get. It was probably the most excited that I've gotten about something in a while mm. because I, I really wanted to see someone reinvigorate black universal horror and do it well. Like I've been waiting for Del Toro to do it. I've been waiting for a lot of people to do it and I just haven't gotten it. And so when I saw that trailer, I was hoping I was going to get it. And I feel like it did a pretty good job. I I just wish there was more of it. And they were like going full steam ahead with it because it was kind of like a little taste. And so, you know, this, I guess to see how it would do, but like I'm down for more of it if they've got it. Like bring it. Like I like I said, I I love black and white horror. Black and white universal horror movies were the first blockbusters in Hollywood. They were the first movies to freak people out, get them to line up around the block, see it multiple times. That's why these characters are still around today. I mean, of course, they were around before in books. Again, if you want to know the history, you have to read it. Um, But yeah, they're huge. So you know, Marvel's take on this stuff when it came back in the seventies with the hammer films and Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, Marvel was like, we're going to do it too. And so this is how you get, you know, Tomb of Dracula, Werewolf by Night, the living mummy. You know what I mean? Like you get these things from Marvel because horror came back in a big way. So where do you, so I'm surprised. It and, and, it's a, I was, I was just going to uh, segue into that because if you're looking at Moon Knight and Blade and, Go- and potential ghost riders again, and, you know, other things that I won't mention, like Morbius. <laughs> but when you're looking at yeah. these, when you're looking at these, I, I just, it's like, dude, you have the money, do the makeup. Just please give me practical effects. <laughs> um, anyway, or cast someone else who wants to wear the makeup. Anyway. I'm, but yeah, look, so I'm with you. you I, feel, I feel like Gore should have had a nose. I'm with you. <laughs> I feel like Gore yeah. should have had a nose. Totally. Quick question. Yeah. Are we counting you can do it. Are we counting Doctor Strange 2 as a kind of a dive into horror? Yeah, I mean, there's your opportunity to bring things like Hell Hellstorm in or is it Hellstrom? Hellstrom. Yeah, Hellstrom. You know, um, I'm, Hellstrom. I make mistake all the time. Uh, <laughs> I know I do too. Uh and Mephisto and others and others and others and others. Spirit, of, you know, uh what is it? Uh, Midnight Suns like 
This is it. You can bring all these horror guys in. You're watching a massive resurgence for horror right now with the remake of It, bringing in all the young kids. All the social medias are doing the um, the things where like these characters are becoming part of the meme culture. So you, the kids are into the horror. Now is your chance to bring horror into Marvel. If you want to do it, then you can do it well. You know what I mean? You just got to get the right guys. You can't do it for the sake of doing it. You got to get the right guys to do it. Well, you know, some of the guys the who... I think that's what this What's is. That? I think they're testing the water. Yes. Because apparently Moon Knight, 2, Moon Knight Season 2 talks are recent. And I bet you it was waiting to see fans uh, how they would take Werewolf by Night. Like if Werewolf by totally. Night was su- su- uh, success, boom, your Season 2 for Moon Knight's set. You now, yeah. now, you've, now you've got your characters. Like, yeah, and they can be refined. You know, they're not, again with the fandom is tr- tragic thing. Like, they can be refined. You know, you can find a happy medium with these things where everybody digs it. You know, it's not that hard to do. Moon Knight's a tough one because Moon. <laughs> this is again. This is where I'm a hypocrite. This is is it, I'm I love comic Moon Knight so much that it's hard to watch MCU Moon Knight because he's Spawn. Like, I, agree. I didn't yeah. get a sp- I didn't yeah. want to watch a Spawn show. I wanted to watch a Moon Knight show. I but anyone yeah. who doesn't know the comics are like, Moon Knight's the coolest character I've ever seen. Moon Knight mm-hmm. is amazing. But it's it's the same thing with Deadpool. Deadpool never started off that cool. Hell yeah. It just looked cool. Yeah. It was yeah. Liefeld said it. He's like, I-, I pitched it as Spider Man with guns and swords. And they bought it. They were like, do it. It was it was a Joe it, Joe Joe Kelly. Joe, yes. Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis. That's like that's what it got. Early to, the early alt run. That had all the taco stuff in it, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. That's that's where it got real meta. Yeah. But Howard the Duck had already done it, you know what I mean? And now it's Deadpool, and I love Deadpool. I mean, I have a, a very expensive Deadpool costume. It's a really cool character. I love Ryan. But, you know, <laughs> the character never was that. You know, now I love this version of it, you know, the Joe Kelly one. I bought, I bought the Joe Kelly books off the stand. Although I would say that Joe Kelly, the comic version of you know Deadpool developed in the comics. It yeah, wasn't it's necessarily a the movies that did it. Where Moon Knight is going to now, I guarantee you, Moon Knight changes to go more in line with the show. I guarantee you, comic yeah. Moon Knight is going to no longer be Batman but be Spawn. And they yeah. started doing it. They they went through and kind of made him like with the Jason Aaron's run where mm-hmm. he was beating up Thor with his hammer. Like there was mm-hmm. so non Moon Knight things happening, and I think that was all yeah. in preparation for this show. Um, yeah. Well, they, again, you know, the characters are archetypes. It's the same way that you would tell a story about like Athena or anything. You know what I mean? You could do a steampunk version of Athena. You could do all these different versions of it. And that's like hanging out with comic creators and sitting at conventions for 10 conventions a year for 10 straight years, listening to these guys talk about their process and procedure. You know, when I, I, I had the luxury to sit next to Bob McLeod, I think is his name. How do you say his last name? The co-creator of the New Mutants. Yeah. Like as, as they were putting out like the New Mutant film. Oh, the, oh yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, you, you love or hate the movie, whatever you want, but Talking to him, he was like, dude, we had no idea what we were doing. We were just making it up as we were going along. They, they would ask us for stuff, and we would sit around all hours of the night in the studio and come up with it. And it would get, like, you get the coffee going, and it would get going, and it would turn into what it turned into. And we would pull from all of our favorite stuff. And we had no, he was like, we had no idea what we were doing. We were just, like, making it up, you know. So to, to have it become what it is, it's, just, I think, essentially, like, whoever is in charge of the creative stuff for the, the multimedia stuff, they're sort of doing the same thing. Sort of like, okay, we've got this thing. And they're doing like their own thing with it. You know what I mean? 
So, so that's with us going cosmic and with us going dark, kind of more horror esque. Are you, is that the side you're more intrigued on? Just because of you know, because Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I've always just liked monsters. You know what I mean? I've I've always just liked by Bi- the Byronic hero, the the hero that wasn't supposed to be the hero, like Swamp Thing. You know what I mean? Swamp Thing started off as a monster that would just show up and save the girl every time, and then it was you know. Alan Moore that brought it into like the philosophical depths that it is today. So, you know, I've always just liked that combo. That's just my, my favorite thing. I've never, you know, I've, I grew up on tights, you know what I mean? I grew up on GI Joe and, and Avengers and X-Men. And I always loved the X-Men, you know, the, 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 uh, the throwaway society characters, you know what I mean? Like, you know, don't tell, yeah, don't tell anybody about them. You know what I mean? Like you could feel that in Claremont's writing. Cause he started off as a romance guy so he's bringing in that like emotional value to these like superheroes interpersonal so, drama. interpersonal dramas yeah you know um they are what they are uh you can you know you can kind of do your own take on just about anything i mean the ninja turtles are awesome now but they did not start necessarily very awesome you know what i mean and they went through a lot of weird changes and now they're pretty defined you know what i mean Comic-wise? sometimes or just comic wise, yeah, yeah, comic wise, and just in general, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> they evolve; these things evolve. These are these are archetypes, and you can do whatever you want with them. It doesn't mean it's good, you know what I mean. That's for sure. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. especially, yeah. especially talk about modern Ninja Turtles uh, comics. <laughs> yeah. Great, whoo, those movies though. Um, yeah. Comics are killer. Yeah, I've been reading yeah, com- Oof, those comics. Comics did such a beautiful job of doing exactly what that fake ending for Halloween ends would have done, which is pull in all of the crazier aspects and make it cool mm-hmm. and make sense. I really do yeah. like the new comics. Uh, we got to wrap up here. But before we do, I wanted to throw in a new thing because because having having the yearly buzz, the, <laughs> the yearly buzz show, I feel like has to has to continue. And we had to throw a new segment in, which is buzz suggested some uh, re- I'm going to just go ahead and call them ridiculous horror movies uh, for us for us to watch beforehand. And two of one of them I've seen. Uh, he suggested three movies. He suggested Popcorn. He suggested Malignant, and then I Mad Men. Do me a favor. Why those three movies? They're just recent for me. Um, I Mad Men's always on Tubi. I love Tubi because it's got a lot of schlock on it, and um, Popcorn's been popping up lately. Uh, I, 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 you know, I like movies like popcorn, for example, I like movies that are about Halloween, like the holiday, like Halloween three is about Halloween, you know, masks. So I, I like stuff like that. That's why I picked popcorn. Plus it's got, it's got some, it's, it's got some weird characters in it and does yes, like it does. strange yeah, things. You know? yes, I, I don't, I don't always care if it makes, when it comes to horror and it comes to like throwback horror, particularly uh, in the, in the red, in the, like the, the, you know, that 80s style. I don't particularly mind if it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I don't want to have to pay 100% attention to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I, you know, I pick something like that. I Madman for me is like a little bit like in that dark man realm. Big, mm-hmm. And as a big Raimi fan, I think I Madman is it's it has a pulp era fiction feel to it. Um, uh, there's an actress in it who was in uh, the movie Near Dark, which is a great vampire film. It's another another good film, uh, an underrated vampire flick. But uh, yeah, I Man is really cool. It's got a lot of cool stop motion. It's got it's got a uh, it, it kind of plays like a Phantom of the Opera a little bit, but with you know more of a weird tales kind of uh, HP early HP Lovecraft. It's, 
what is it? So it's a it's a a woman writing a story or reading a book. Then she starts Re- bringing them. Then she starts into her reality out of them. Yeah. And one yeah. of them was a serial killer trying to get her attention or something like that. Like a like an evil doctor serial killer guy. Yeah. And I, I think there's a little bit of like a Black Dahlia back light on the story. Okay. Because she's like she's in. They're in like I think they're in, you know, like Hollywood and boyfriend's like a detective. So that's the only um, one we didn't get a chance to watch. That's that okay. Was, yeah, it's, it was. Just, I was just one. throwing them out there. I was just so popcorn. You, you're 100 percent <laughs> right. Popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn's <laughs> story makes very little sense, and some of the some to. of the yeah. funniest things, like when he uses the one woman as a marionette after he killed her, to mm-hmm. like, yeah, like it was straight out <laughs> yeah. of, um, uh, yeah. oh, oh, what was that movie? Uh, the weekend one. Oh. Bernie's, oh, we, Bernie's, oh, yeah. weekend at Bernie's, weekend at Bernie's, weekend at Bernie's. That's the weekend, weekend one. I would. I, I was like, what are you doing up yeah. here? Hey, Bernie. Hey, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> I have them on VHS. Um, right but now. why malignant? Because I like Giallo films, like Argento and Mario Bava. Um, Giallo is like Italian horror, where they shoot a lot of beautiful things, you know, beautiful women and crazy lights and psychedelia and music. And then just like something insane happens, like someone's eye gets gouged out, you know, and they always like focus, <laughs> they focus on the eye getting gouged out. And, and I'm not really like a big gore hound because they're actually not really done that well. But there's a there's an art to that style that I, you know, I, that was in Malignant, you know what I mean? Like the, the way they had the sideways shot of the head on the poster, like that's a Giallo, that's a Giallo thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm splitting, ha- I'm, I'm splitting hairs here as a fan of horror. It just happened to be. Yeah, but that's yeah. good. That's that's why it's why I like talking to you about these kind of things yeah. because there. That's I would never know that. Yeah, I would never so, know that. And I tell you, woof, buddy, that you're movie. familiar. You're, you're familiar <laughs> with like Suspiria, right? Or have you ever heard of that one? Suspiria. Yes. But, why do I don't know why they, guess, they, re- yes. they remade it? But that's the more popular Argento film that you know picks up on like a Giallo style. You know, a lot of like neons and crazy colors, like. Like that movie Neon Demon by David, um, what's his name, or uh, Nicholas Winding Refn or whatever. You guys familiar with him? No. Okay. No. Anyway. Nope. But I'll tell Sorry, you. Sorry, man. This. Oh well. Hey, I I feel like that this should end with you giving one, more, one right? or two more recommendations that we go ahead what, and review on. What the else did you guys? What else did you guys <laughs> like about popcorn? Popcorn, I thought was the pop. I didn't know how to take popcorn at first because I I the intro was really weird with getting that that backstory like trying to kind of shoe in the the the, the, the fake backstory because again none of that makes yeah. none of that has anything to do with anything by the end of the no. movie so you think that there's this plot line that they're leading towards they're no. not it really goes nowhere <laughs> and then you kind of realize that it's satire once you meet the actual yeah. villain because the villain yeah. is jim carrey yeah. the villain is is jim carrey with a dark man complex and he's awesome but you you have once once the spoiler alert for popcorn. I'm just gonna spoil the hell out of this movie. Yeah. But the once the dude was about to get electrocuted, I was like, okay, I, I know what this movie yeah. is. I know, <laughs> I, know what this, I know what kind of movie I'm watching now. It took me a second to like. I'm like, should I take this serious no. or not? And no, yeah. no, you <laughs> no. I, I think I was worried about taking it serious more so. Uh, probably right around when they when they when they picked up the, the 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 film reel and it was like oh what's this let's watch this and they're then they watched that crazy whatever Mosquito. the guy put together and he's like oh i'm the possessor 
<laughs> the mosquito. Yeah, I am the possessor. Yeah, the and possessor. I was like, okay, is this going to be like the the film hypnotizes somebody? <laughs> How where are we going? Roll and then the it mosquito. just none of it. Just I could. It just went off the rails for me after that I point. Don't know. I, then, think, I don't know why like, I like, like it. You know, I just I think they're garbage and they're fun to watch sometimes. <laughs> no, it's enjoyable. And if you if you I'm want sure you that, talk, I knocked out my headphones. I have no idea what anybody's saying. Are you good. <laughs> I, I think I'm it's a, a, it's still an enjoyable film. It just goes off the rails. But if you love that that kind of '80s cinema style horror, where it's like this is ridiculous, but eh. I, I get well, it. We, so we first started watching the movie. We were both very intently watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, then halfway through, we were just like, "This this movie is ridiculous." <laughs> and then it became a lot more sure, fun. I should have gave you a well, warning. That, that's when the movie became fun. It's when we realized it's not serious, and that's the problem with it with *Malignant*. Yeah. That's because *Malignant* is a lot more serious, and the beginning of the movie is awesome. Yeah. It's not until the twist yeah. happens that I'm like, "All right, this movie." There's a dumpster fire. Yeah, I can't. I can't no, I, can't I, I don't tell many people I like the movie. I don't talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the funny thing is, is again, that's why I really wish Mauer was on today's show because Mauer loves it. Okay. Mauer likes anything we think he won't like. <laughs> if we think he won't like it, chances are contrarian. Yep. So it would have been interesting to hear that opinion. Um, but all right, so if if I gotta watch one for for next week, what am I watching? There's this one that I really like called Fade to Black. Um, it's another 80s. It's about a, a young guy who's obsessed with Hollywood and, like, the films of yesteryear and starts to take on uh, this identity within them, much like we're talking about with the fandom thing. And um, it, call, it, go, it leads to great tragedy. But it, it's, it's a little bit of a lower-budget film, but the story is, is um, it's pretty serious. And uh, but it doesn't. It looks like it might be hokey, like popcorn. But it actually has a a pretty uh, heavy heavy plot, like heavy uh, purpose to the film. But it covers a, a a guy in in L.A. who's obsessed with monster movies. Is obsessed with the characters. He identifies with them. And I think that uh, Fade to Black is the more I I've seen it recently a few times, and my wife is not into any of the shit that I'm into, and she really liked it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this one's like, it has a, a, a really dark side to it that kind of catches you off guard. It's a little slow to start, but it has a lot to say about what being a super fan will do to you sometimes, you know what I mean, when it gets when it goes mm. too far. And how on topic for today's show. That's a great narrative. That's, that's, a, that's perfect. Yeah, as uh, I, I kind of read through the uh, synopsis here, it, <laughs> it very much sounds like the modern Joker, mm -hmm. uh, Kings of Comedy, the same thing. Mickey Rourke is in it. Looks oh, like he's just right. a side character, but he's in yeah. it. I'll, I'm, I'll, we're going to review it next week. Right. And, and here's here's something else for you, Buzz, because this is something I wanted to talk about, but so many other things happened. <clears throat> but this, I read something online, and I'm just going to throw this. I'm going to float this in your ear. You're going to hate the idea, but I, uh, but pretend you were given, pretend you were paid a ridiculous sum of money to make this work. Because I want to hear maybe later on in another show. The concept of a cinematic universe of 80s and 90s slashers. So a universe in which all of them exist. How would that work? I mean. What would that look like? What I would do differently where I think Ready Player One got it wrong. Is I would definitely not do as many. You know what I mean? Like, I, like 
they 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 were definitely going to do Pinhead versus Michael Myers at one time. I was like reading a big article. Where'd yeah, they were, there was money on the table, and then Who the creators ba- Clive backed out because they saw the success of oh, Freddy versus God. Jason. So I think I th- I, I think you've that. got to do something where not so much like virtual reality or getting too CGI with it, but you've got to do something like Never Ending Story where you you just go into the universe of it you know what i mean and like yeah oh so it's not like it's all happening in the same place that they're all their own cuz it's imaginary you through. know what i mean like we, these aren't based on kingdom hearts i mean <laughs> you got to steal from the best the kingdom hearts you got to steal from the best <laughs> I, I wasn't referencing kingdom hearts but that's just how i've always never any story definitely predates kingdom hearts but you know it's one of them things where well kingdom but that's only one universe though right what's that it's just like it's the it's the never ending story world. It's the book world and then the real world. Yeah, and how the two actually coexist simultaneously, and to, to be able to differentiate which one is real or not isn't the purpose. It's the message behind the adventure, or the philosophy behind like the heart, you know, the matter of the characters and and how you relate to them. You know what I mean? So with the slashers, you could go more into like a nightmare thing. But um, I, I would I would take you into the unit. I would already start out the gate take you into the universe of it where the suspension of disbelief has to be so grand that we can now do whatever we want to make it work like in a fantastic way you know what i mean all right so you get three movies 10 10 horror characters who are the 10 i'd probably only do three per film so there's nine and then have one surprise character um Okay. Oh man, I wasn't ready for this question, but uh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm going to use all of the the main ones because they're going to make they're they're going to make me use them all. Um, But I would run it like a D and D adventure where you have a one an RPG, like you have like a couple main characters, and they end up in this world where the landscapes lead them to each one. You know what I mean? Like if you find the Necronomicon in Mrs. Voorhees's book collection. You know what I mean? Like, so Ash, I mean, that, that, that's how I'd write. I mean, uh, what was it? Um, the same way they did, uh, was it Jason goes to hell where, um, it's Mm -hmm. the mask hits the dirt and the Freddy claw claw comes up and grabs it. Yeah. I mean, and and, like, I don't even know where they get away with this shit. Like when they do this stuff, but like, this is what starts (laughs) it all. You know what I mean? So that's how I would tie it together. You could give me as many characters as you want me to put in it. As long as it's not too many. And you know, Somehow I'd end it with, like, you not knowing whether or not it was real or not. Well, who's the bad guy that becomes the good guy? Because there's always that. There's always the one villain that turns around. So is it, like, is it Chucky ends nope. up being? Chuck, Chucky's a bastard, <laughs> like... dude. I, I would I would absolutely I would absolutely make it Michael because you don't know a lot about him, so you can do whatever you want with him. He doesn't, he's not get, That's he does, interesting. Almost like a Galactus. It doesn't, it like, doesn't give you, in, yeah, he doesn't give you a lot of tells, you know, uh, Jason, cool. Jason's essentially cool. a zombie, and Freddy is. I mean, I don't, don't want to go. You know, Freddy is a is actually a darker character than most people le- like to believe. So I feel like he would be the head honcho. I feel like he would be the final. Boss. I think his greed for evil and power, and you know, getting back at people, would get in the way of his success. But I also feel like he's like a Loki character, where he would just keep finding a way to mm. pop back in. Oh, that's exactly you know, and the actual f- bad the the actual end villain would probably be Pinhead. 
It would be he would be probably make a deal with, yes, with Freddie would probably make a deal with Pinhead and Pinhead would turn out he would go like all right here's your win you won yeah. here's your here's what you get yep. and then he then Freddie gets ripped apart and he becomes the yeah. I mean player. honestly man you'd probably have to make the big bad Cthulhu at this point because it's you, have, with, you, with, you oh, have to go we're going way further you than gotta, you, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna go over these guys you've got to go to cosmic horror it's like the next it's the only thing left interdimensional cosmic horror mm-hmm. where they're like elder god stuff i mean it's the only thing you get an end game moment <laughs> they're they're all running, they're running. Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> or walking slowly yeah. in the fog yeah, Cthulhu <laughs> just comes in like the demigorgon thing just eats them all and, <laughs> and it's yeah. over that would be the best end they all they all die to cthulhu and that's it that's the end of the movie <laughs> franchise over. I, I say that except for freddy's the only one that says i'll be back <laughs> i'll say that because uh <laughs> Science fiction and horror come from folklore. Lovecraft is the bridge between the folklore and the science fiction and the, the horror and the weird tales. Because most of the stuff that these guys were writing about, where they were hearing about it in the folklore tales, hand mouth, you know, stories that evolve over time. I know, was it underwater had that Cthulhu thing? Like that ended up being about Cthulhu, but like, I'm surprised Cthulhu hasn't had a new, like a, an actual Call of Cthulhu movie. There, like, I'm surprised that's never really It happened. was always being tried. Um, it usually ended up being like B-horror. You know, um, uh, Jeffrey Combs, who played Reanimator, was in a film called Necronomicon where he played H.P. Lovecraft. I had like a fake nose and everything. And it was really well done, but it's a Brian Usna film. So these are the, like Brian Usna and Stuart Gordon made Honey, I Shrunk with the Kid, I, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid scripts. And they took all that money from Spielberg, <laughs> and then they went and made like you know all their other movies, like Dagon and Bride of Reanimator and Castle Freak, and so yeah, the, Stuart Gordon who passed away and using the, I don't know if using still around or not, but they had an affinity. Reanimator is Herbert West. That's that's Lovecraft, um, and they were the closest ones to get to it. You know, Del Toro put a lot of it in Hellboy, I think. Um, but yeah, I think someone someday they're gonna nail it, and hopefully it's Del Toro because he's the only one, in my opinion, that will nail it. That would yeah. be cool. All right, we're waiting. Sorry, man. We should probably wrap. Oh, hang no, on. you're fine. I, I, I could, this I is could great. easily go you another hour and a half. <laughs> I could easily go another hour and a half. And honestly, there's people who listen who wish we would, but I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do that. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got to wrap it up. Um, so, um, wow. I, I, I want to go further into the idea of the, the slasher multiverse, but can we do a part <laughs> but, two? Uh, two? Yeah. Can we, can we bring you back for, oh, me? for another? Right. Yeah. Anytime you guys want. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let, let's, 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 let's really map this out. Because <laughs> 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 we used to, we actually, you know, actually buzz, you'd be fun on some of these games. So we have a game called fusion where we take concepts of characters and merge them together. Mm. And we have to tell a story of uh, this new character who you had to create based on a merger of three random characters you were given. Okay. Um, maybe that's, maybe that's, we should do that. I'll maybe tell we- you what, this is going to be, I think this is episode 660. So we've got 666 coming up soon. <laughs> so maybe should we do a fusion, do a horror fusion episode. Do, <laughs> yeah. do fire Dude, be fusion fire. Horror characters. <laughs> so you got to make up a character. So if I gave you jigsaw Chucky and, and Michael Myers, what new character can you come out of with only using elements from their stories? It me. Yeah, that, well, that's the concept of fusion. Oh, okay. yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. concept. Is I would you get three random characters? You can use anything from within their lore to tell who this new character is as a merger of the three. 
So you got a doll. Doesn't have to be right okay. now. I'm not. I'm not. Put, I'm, I'm not putting it. Up. I'm gonna put you on the spot again. Don't worry about it. You could. Right you should. The amount of stuff we would write down about. No, well, we usually go to a picker. Like you know, we get assigned. Okay. We go to a random a generator and they and hit it three uh, okay. times, and then we got to take whatever we're given. I like it. And make something. I would out love. Of it. Who did I get? I had Jonah. I had Rick Grimes, Jonah Hex, and who? And I had somebody else. Um, I oh, who was it? It was it was. It was oh, what the hell? Uh, Constantine, maybe it was a yeah, good. I like mix. that. Yeah, was, I like that mix. I remember that one. It was one. a good mix. The, yeah. It was Jonah Grimes, the Hex Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Was that, um, the, was that the same one? Mm. I, I have no idea. Knows. You stop talking. If I, I don't <laughs> was, it, was that the by same the way. one where I had I had I oh. had Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, and and Queen Bee. Queen Bee. Yeah. Yeah. It was Beyonce. It was... <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, meant to do that thing. All right, I'm going to do that thing. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. It's a Welcome to Fireside of your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. And uh, head over to Moscow Collects, buy some stuff, support that band, support the show. Appreciate all of the comments, the shares, all that jazz. Um, Buzz, where can everybody find you? Uh, Buzz Corpse on Instagram and thelivingcorpse.com. Awesome. Feach. Mashko, any last, any final words? Can't wait to hear what Maurer has to say about something soon. Oh, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's, <laughs> he's his own Hellraiser in the comments section in Facebook somewhere. <laughs> he's been pretty quiet. I think he's taken some of our, uh, our, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He has a new account. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. All right. See you guys. Thanks.